This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Good evening and happy Sunday, everyone. And thank you for joining me for another episode of the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta, dating coach and founder of singleinthecity.ca. And tonight I'm joined by media personality, fashion designer and philanthropist, Joan Kelly Walker. Hello, Joan. Hey, Laura. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Excited about tonight's show. I know. It's going to be spicy in a good way. (laughs) All right. Do you feel like your sex life is lacking something? How can you improve your intimate relationship with your new or old partner? Tonight, we're joined by Davida, certified tantra coach, registered nurse, and sexpert, who will be sharing her knowledge to help you do just this. She's the founder of Yes Tantra, where she helps clients deepen connections, enhance their communication skills, and share deeper love and intimacy. Tonight, we're going to be discussing the importance of communication in intimate relationships, what's healthy and not in the bedroom, and how you can add a little spice to your relationship. Thanks for joining us tonight, Davida. Thank you so much for the invitation. It's such a pleasure to be here. And this is my favorite topic. So I'm looking forward to diving in deeper. It certainly is. I love listening to her on Clubhouse. She really knows her stuff. So let's get to it. So I want to start off tonight by chatting about communication. You know, something that many couples don't seem to focus on when it comes to their intimate relationships. I don't know why. (laughs) So why do you think that communication in the bedroom, Davida, is so important? Oh, my goodness. Because we can, you know, we can have such a better experience within our pleasure and our intimacy and such a deeper connection with our partner if we're able to truly communicate like what our desires are. And when we know how to be our own best lover and we understand like our erogenous zones and what sensations work the best for us and we're comfortable and sharing this with our lover, then magic can happen, you know? And since, since sex can be such a taboo topic and such an uncomfortable thing to talk about in our modern world, unfortunately, mm-hmm. then it's need to change also, that, by the way. Definitely. And I love (laughs) that you're having these conversations to help create that change. And if we're not even able to talk about sex in a positive, healthy way, then in the bedroom, it can be even trickier to navigate this conversation because we're not even used to this topic that much. We don't even dive in deep in this topic. It's usually just surface level in most conversations and not those deeper conversations. And there can be so much shame around it that we don't want to be judged or for our lover to think that what we're desiring is, you know, something to be shameful or that we have, we're perverted or something negative. Or I think most commonly we are concerned that if we share with our lover, what we want, they may feel that we're criticizing what we're already experiencing and we don't want to hurt their feelings. So a lot of times we endure things and we allow these resentments to build up. And then it can reveal itself in another way in an unproductive, unhealthy way. Another level of that too, I'll just drop this in here real quick is so often we expect our lovers to like be psychic and to completely yeah. understand our bodies. And I think exactly. Hollywood has done that. If you look at Hollywood movies, whenever we see the, the love scenes, then, you know, it's just like, as everything goes so smooth and it's just always fireworks 
and no one is even communicating. So we don't even see that communication modeled to us in the, in these spaces. So I think think too, when we don't, if we don't communicate, we get frustrated with the whole thing (laughs) by not saying anything. So it's so important. You're right to speak up. Yeah. And that frustration tends to build up. Yes. So is it better to have this conversation like over dinner somewhere in a restaurant, like, like well before you get into the bedroom, or is it better to do like a recap after sex so that you can kind of say, you know, how was it for you? Like, how, how do you handle the timing of that so that you're not enduring it and there's no resentments? When do you talk about it? That's such a great question, Joan. I love that you presence this. I believe that talking about it at dinner, like in a public place or a restaurant, if your lover is someone who is concerned that the people at the next table would overhear the conversation, you know, that could be triggering for them. They could, again, shame is so big in our culture and our society around these topics. And it's like, you know, we're not supposed to talk about that. And so that could be challenging. And plus, if you're having to give maybe a suggestion or offer something like their ego could get involved in the conversation because they're not even able to be fully present with just that conversation between being with you and that person. It's like now you could have other people listening in or the waiter or wait staff interrupting the conversation and it just won't have the same flow. I do think it's so important to have the conversation outside of bedroom and not even just hours before, but you know, on a day a day before or earlier in the day to share kind of what your desires or what those things are is really powerful. And then afterwards, I think that it would be really lovely to even share what are the things that you enjoy the most? What would you like to experience more of next time? What was really, you know, what did you, you know, what did you enjoy? Like, and let's tap and dive deeper into that. And so I think that that would be something because if we're offering like, oh, well, this kind of didn't work with me afterwards, then that could be really a big letdown and challenging for our lover to receive instead of actually enjoying that moment and that connection and what is felt and not always making it so performance-based because there's a lot of power within having these connections. And I know we want to have pleasure and we want to be great lovers and have great lovers But at the same time, we don't want to feel like we're, you know, almost being judged. And all of a sudden after our performance, you know, like at the Olympics or something, they're holding up our (laughs) scorecards because then that can be very confronting too. Okay. Let's talk about how we can communicate our needs in a way that our partner understands, because I mean, some people may take it the wrong way and they may feel like, Hey, okay, I'm not satisfying this person. Oh no. And then you know, they may get turned on by the, I mean, turned off by the whole thing. So what do you have to say about that? How do we approach our partner? And it, isn't it so wild before I answer this, I just want to share, isn't it so wild that we can literally be in bed with someone and be in that moment of complete vulnerability and doing the act and all of those things, or trying out a whole bunch of different positions that maybe we've seen in a book or that were recommended to us. And we can get really caught up in that performance aspect of it. But at the same time, we're, it's challenging to have such an important conversation with our lover. Mm, You know, it's like, we can do the deed, but we don't want to talk about it. Right. (laughs) And it's the wildest, wildest thing. 
And we don't so, want to offend sometimes. We're afraid exactly. to offend them. And you're right. Because I don't want them to think, okay, you're not satisfying me. But, and you almost want to say it in a way where like you're, you know, you're making that face like, babe, you know, so we can talk about how to have that conversation. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And I, what I encourage my clients to do is a practice of having amazing self-pleasure rituals that are solo. So they're really tapping into their bodies and understanding their bodies. And even a technique called pleasure mapping, where you stimulate your body with different sensations of touch. It could even almost be like, if you imagine making your fingers go across your forearm, like raindrops and is the pattern of the rain, is it more intense or less intense, or is the caress like a softer, or is it a massaging that's more deep, or is it nails going across the skin and a lighter sensation or more of a tickling sensation and different areas of our body will respond to different sensations. So when we start to explore this, it's so powerful. And when we understand our own bodies and become our own best lovers, we're better equipped to communicate with a partner. So then you may even say, you know, I was doing this thing. I was having amazing self-pleasure time with myself. And I discovered this part of my body really enjoys this. And I just think that if I got to experience this with you and that you did this with me, it would be even better than when I do it on my own. And would you like me to show you like what the sensations that I was playing with and how that felt? And you can even have them extend your forearm out to them and And you can even do that level of sensation on their arm to kind of guide them and then invite them to play and experiment that. So I think bringing like a curiosity and a, and play into it and a sex exploration is so powerful and even doing something with your lover where you're pleasure mapping and you're offering maybe just sex off the table and you're just going to like massage one another and do the pleasure mapping and explore your lover's body. And then them saying, you know, on a pleasure scale from zero to 10, how much of a turn on it is, and then doing other sensation play and just have fun exploring one another and see what unfolds. And that could be a lovely way to begin the communication. I love that you're sharing this because this is commonly how we majority of the time are communicating with our lovers. And we're even communicating when we don't realize we're communicating, right? So if we're, you know, our, our body cues, whatever's happening physiologically in our bodies is giving an indication, a communication with our lover. So one of the things in Tantra, the three main tenets of Tantra are breath, sound and movement, but using sound is so empowering because sound is like a thief and it steals tension from our body. And one thing that can interrupt us being able to have powerful orgasms or for males have finishing faster than they want to is having a lot of tension and holding that in their body. So sound helps us to release that tension and even just moaning, you know, if we're enjoying something, we're like, yes, I feel so good. More of this, please. Mm -hmm. Mm, Yes. Touch me there. So you can be giving like these sexy through, you know, talk, talking with your lover. You can just give some signals of like what you're wanting more of and maybe even offering them, you know, I'm going to do this for me. Would you like to watch how I do things for me when I have self-pleasure time? And would you like to watch that? And I would like to watch you so you can learn about one another's turn-ons and how their bodies respond. And so again, I just think using the moaning, 
saying yes, mm, you know, those little things that we can say that indicate yes, more of this, please. And even just saying, if something is feeling really good, say, oh my gosh, that feels so amazing. I would love if you could just do that again, a little bit longer. Let's keep going. This is feeling so, so magical for me. This is yeah, more of this, please. Right. So we just want to communicate and invite them through this and then, you know, be like, oh, how does this feel for you? And just playing with things like that. But I think moaning is a really great way saying yes. A lot of times we say, oh God, (laughs) you know, these are things that are like, our lovers are like, oh yeah, we're getting somewhere. And then paying attention to your lover's nonverbal cues. Like even for males, they can notice for females that the arousal is building by the flushing and the changing of the skin and the coloring of our skin and our sex organs. And to notice the rate of our breathing and if our breath is quickening, right. And to notice, you know, how we're moving in our bodies and, you know, where we seem to be. And just, you can notice all these cues and this this is the face getting more flushed. And, you know, so there's all of these things that can show us and signal to us what our lover is experiencing. And this is why it is so key. The biggest communication tip that I have is for females to stop faking your orgasms oh, because that is a huge that next. miscommunication. <laughs> yes. I tapped into that. I felt your thought, Laura. Yeah. See, she's, she's an intuitive. She, she, yeah. <laughs> I'm born on Halloween. So I'm very much, into, I drop in, I do a lot of intuitive coaching. So I love this. And what we're doing is a lot of times we can do that because, oh my gosh, this is just not what I wanted this. I'm just, Oh, this does not feel good to me. I don't want to hurt their feelings. So I'm just going to fake it. So we can just be done with this for now. Cause mm-hmm. I don't know how to communicate what I do want. Right. And I don't want to hurt their feelings. So then what we're doing is that person is thinking and taking notes like, Oh, I just did that. And then she had an orgasm. She probably wants more of that. Is that really <laughs> what we want to communicate to our lover? And then a lot of times some males will think that they have this mastery of the female anatomy when they don't, because so many female lovers have been giving them misinformation and not being honest that like, this is not really working for me Mm -hmm. or just shifting and saying to, in a moment, if you're not liking something, I'll like maybe a position change or offer up to do something different. If you're not enjoying what's happening in the moment and you don't want to say, Hey, that's not really doing it for me. You don't want to sound critical. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be chatting about what's healthy and unhealthy in the bedroom. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640. I'm Laura Bellata with Joan Kelly Walker tonight and our special guest, Davida, discussing healthy, intimate relationships. What a great show it is thus far. Um, Just carrying over from the last uh, segment, what if you want to try something, right? And maybe you're used to it. Maybe you've tried it before, or maybe it's something new that you want to try. And your partner's like, no way, Jose, what can we do about it? Right. We don't want to change partners, but I know that can cause problems in the long run. 
because we're going to get into fantasies here shortly. So, <laughs> oh, I love this question. This is a good one. So you always have a powerful question. So what I would say with this is that you need to be a full, a full body. Yes. Before you try something with a lover. So you can even share with them. If you're not sure that it's a full body, yes, you can say, you know what, I'm going to think about this, or I want to you know, reflect on this or do some more research on this and see if this is something that excites me. And then we can, you know, explore this more at a later time or in the future. And if you definitely know that it's a hard, no, a boundary, just say that, say that just really does nothing for me. And then you can even pivot and say, is there another variation of that or something different? Or maybe you could even offer like something that might be similar related to that, or just another thing to explore and don't make anyone right or wrong or bad for what they're sharing and just be thankful. Like, thanks. I really am so thankful that you trust me enough to share this vulnerable share. I know this is, can be challenging to talk about. And I love that you trust me enough to share this. And I would love to even explore more because if not this, then what else could we do? And definitely don't do something unless you're definitely, again, like I say, a full body yes to it, because we don't want to do things that we'll end up resenting later or, you know, because then that's going to block our pleasure because our body's like, Ooh, why are we doing this? We really never imagined we do this. And this does not feel good at all. So we have to be true to ourselves. And then how can we have that maybe in a fantasy way or during our self-pleasure rituals or something else so that we don't feel like we're completely missing out on that. Okay, so I have to ask uh, a very interesting topic, sexual fantasies. Everyone has them, and sometimes people are comfortable to open up to their partners about their fantasies. So what happens if your partner's sexual fantasies don't involve you? Like, is that something to be concerned about? Or, like, can you learn something from that? Oh, that's good. <laughs> is there like an example? I'm just curious what the example is because it would depend like on what, what is, is that other thing involving? Well, what if if he's having a fantasy just of being with another woman or, yeah, exactly. or and playing that out while he's with you? Yeah, like he I wants think, you to wear a wig or or I don't know. I think that's so much fun if you can and and often we are wanting to look so embrace it. To, yes, because we're looking at oh, does this mean they don't want me? Or we try to make it about us or that there's something not desirable within us, but maybe it's just a possibility to add more play and a safe way for your lover to still have the experience of being with a lot of women while being monogamous with you and just letting you be that person that like opens up this whole world to him where he can be really safe to have this exploration because males, they tend to like, you know, it's part of in their DNA to spread the seed so that the population continues. Right. And so a lot of times having monogamous relationships can be a challenge. And this is a way to keep things spicy and then think like, what do you want to play within that? And would that be something that's fun for you again, always, if it's a yes for you, but how could you have fun with it? You know, how can you make this something for you instead of like feeling insecure that it's something lacking within you just know, Oh, he's inviting me to go even deeper and to take this to another level and trust me and just feel the beauty and the power of that. So it's not something we should feel insecure about. Cause I'm sure some people would feel insecure about that. Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. So 
Don't sit there and feel like inadequate or make it, don't make it something. A lot of times we want to make things about us or for not being enough, but I think saying, you know, this is just their fantasy and something they want to play with. And I love that I'm their play partner and that they trust me to share this with me. Let's talk about porn. Say you come home, you catch your partner watching porn and maybe it happens often. I don't know. Well, is this something to worry about? I mean, is it something to be concerned about here, you know, and, and how much is too much porn? Like what is healthy and unhealthy? I love this because for so long, I was very positive regarding porn and I didn't see a problem with it. But as I've done my research on the impact that porn has on the human brain and our relationships and our intimacy, it has definitely raised some concerns for me. And I'm looking forward to sharing more about that. This is powerful. Oh, I love that. Okay, we're going to, you can share more about that after the break. Don't go anywhere, guys. You heard her. This is going to be powerful. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. Toronto's News, today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. It's Sunday night. You're listening to AM640 with myself, Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca, the beautiful Joan Kelly Walker. And we are joined by my guest, Tantra Coach Davida. And we're getting back to our chat on... Yeah, porn. That's where we left off. (laughs) Yeah. And I I can't wait to hear more of what you have to say, because you were talking about the research you did uh, about porn and how it impacts people's brains. And you also said something that I loved. Comparison is the thief of joy. So is there a place for porn? Is it healthy? This is awesome. You know, I'm a registered nurse and a Tantra coach. So I love working with neuroplasticity and how the brain works with pleasure. And one of the things that I learned through porn is that there's this impact that it's having on younger and younger males are having ED, erectile dysfunction. And they're linking that to watching porn at an earlier age. Because when you think about when young males would first start to self-pleasure as teens, maybe they would have like an image that would just be you know, pull out of laundry from their mom's catalog or a Playboy still image. And so they just have that one image and then they're pleasuring to that. And so you create these pleasure pathways in your brain and you're, you know, and that's how you're experiencing pleasure. Now, whenever now younger and younger males are able to access videos as they're first learning how to self-pleasure as teenagers. And what's happening is their brain is getting this rapid fire sequence of the money shot, the money shot, and all these visuals of all the human anatomy, right. That are very explicit. And so their body starts to need that level of stimulation to stay erect. And then whenever they're wanting to have intimacy or be with a lover, they'll find that their body is like, Hey, where's all that stimulation? Where are all those images? Where are the hundreds of images that been feeding and pumped into your brain when we're experiencing pleasure? And then you can find, they'll find that, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not even able to get tap into my turn on because the porn has had a negative impact on how they experience pleasure. Another, can you reverse that? 
Yes. And I, this is something I help my clients with. I help them to overcome porn addiction. I help them to overcome premature ejaculation, erectile dysfunction. And it's such a powerful thing to see them really tap into the power of their pleasure and how, when they stop being dumbed down by how porn really dumbs us down as to what we can experience in the bedroom. And I think that's why, you know, the topic of sex can be so challenging in our society because we've kind of twisted it or perverted it through porn and people will be like, Oh, I want to learn about sex because we don't get the proper sex education. So we go look at porn and that's really not what women want in the most cases of what porn is demonstrating. But this is the, these are the techniques that males are thinking, Oh, I want to be like a porn star. Right. And so they're Roger rabbit. (laughs) Yes. And they're doing like these jackhammer moves and these other things that aren't pleasurable to the human body. Correct. Then the other thing is a lot of porn that we're watching is not ethical porn. You don't know if if there's trafficking or other sources and you're taking in the energy of that. And so you just want to have an awareness of what you're consuming. It doesn't have to be a strict thing of absolutely none. Just like when you're going on a nutritious diet, sometimes you may have a cheat meal every once in a while, but just understand the power that this is holding over you and what is your intention with using it and be aware how this can actually create intimacy blocks and this can create um, challenges in the bedroom because you become too dependent. I have a, a male friend who used to tell, well, he did tell me once upon a time that he used to watch so much porn that it almost desensitized him in the bedroom. And he wasn't, he wasn't as excited or he, <laughs> I don't know. He just wasn't yeah, satisfied um, because, and he thinks it's because of his porn addiction. Um, now, how about women? Is there a risk to women watching too much porn? I actually have female clients too, that have a porn addiction that I work with, and they can be so dependent upon all of those visualizations too, to enhance the part of their fantasy that then they have a challenge being with their lover. I feel like they could in their minds, I encourage them to sometimes play out a little bit of the fantasy to get their turn on started and then try to go into tapping into the pleasure and into their body and the connection with their lover And they don't have to always continue to rely on that scenario. I think it's really powerful. And, you know, just to realize that, you know, sometimes we need something to kind of get the party started or get us turned on in a way. And if we need that, not to feel judge ourselves about it, if we're kind of fantasizing in our minds. And then as I add that in, it does also remind me how a lot of times, um, males will actually be replicating what they're seeing. And they're in their fantasy mind so much and females were very intuitive. So it can literally feel sometimes like the male is just self-pleasuring and using our bodies as that thing that they're doing that with. And so we just become this object that they're having this, but they're not really dropped in and connected with us. We can tell their minds maybe a million miles away. And this can create where the female lover is going to stop wanting to have sex with her partner because she's lacking that connection, that intimacy, because it becomes so performative. And that person, and this could be male or female too, could be so stuck in their egos and have so many intimacy blocks that they don't even know how to connect on a deeper level. And so, yeah, just be an, have an awareness of how porn can impact you. And I recommend the book, your brain on porn. That's where I got my research when I researched this topic. And I started understanding how porn is really impacting people's sex lives in negative ways. And just to know that and be aware of that 
is really empowering and can change your experience with in the bedroom with your partner and even with yourself to stop to let go of this performance idea and that we see demonstrated in porn. Okay, important question uh, regarding confidence. I know that so many people have trouble feeling confident when it comes to getting intimate. I mean, we've been talking about porn and maybe that dummies down your brain and your stimulation and what you get out of you know, the, the pleasure of it. So how can we increase our confidence and feel more comfortable in getting intimate, especially if it's a new relationship? I'm loving how this segues out of the porn part, because (laughs) a lot of times in porn, we are looking at how those people are are looking and performing. And we help, we hold ourselves to that expectation, which is an unrealistic expectation. It's just like acting in a movie. And so I feel like a lot of times we won't have confidence about our bodies because we're seeing these bodies in porn and they're doing certain angles. So everything always looks so flattering. And so just knowing your body is the instrument where you're going to feel pleasure and just to honor your body and even use things like dim lighting or candlelight, even maybe blindfold your lover. Sometimes if you really want to try something out and you're self-conscious at first, you could just add that as an element of play and just know that your lover is there because they desire you. They're not nitpicking you the way we may do. Sometimes when we look in front of a mirror, we may find that one part on our body that we motivates us to go to the gym and we're focusing on that. And that's not at all what your lover's thinking about. They're so turned on and excited to be with you. So just know that when they're making that choice to be there with you in that moment, they're loving and honoring your body. And the more you can love and honor your body in that process, you can experience so much more pleasure with your lover. It's time for one last quick break. When we come back, we're going to be uh, continuing our conversation on feeling more confident in the bedroom. Also, we're going to, you know, teach you guys how to add a little spice to your relationship. We'll be right back. singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's News. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. It's Sunday night and you're listening to AM640. I'm Laura Bellotta with Joan Kelly Walker tonight and our special guest is Davida. We're continuing our conversation on feeling a little more confident in the bedroom and also, you know, we're going to discuss how you can add a little spice to your relationship. Yeah, so before the break, we were talking about how confidence ties into everything in the bedroom. And, you know, I want to talk about like sex toys, like sex toys are something you shouldn't be reliant on. You should see it as a tool for pleasure. So how do we use that when it comes to getting intimate? This is so powerful because so often, especially for males, they can find a female's sex toys as a threat to them or, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. that that is maybe, you know, 
they're not as desired as much as the sex toy. So that goes into the confidence piece again. And instead of looking at it as something they're competing with, because how can you compete with an object that can, you know, last for days or hours, correct? Um, It may be bigger. That's why they get intimidated. (laughs) This is true. This is true. Um, But just knowing that, you know, it still doesn't provide that human connection and all of the other things, because as a human being, we have so much bigness of, of our energy and who we are to bring into that moment. It's just not about our parts. And have you seen some of the sex toys lately? <laughs> yes. Well, you can. And I would also probably start with my recommendation would be to start with a smaller toy. So just warming up to the idea of a toy and maybe something that's closer to their, their anatomy size. So they're not feeling that competition or that they're not measuring up. And then they don't make them that size. (laughs) I'm sorry. Well, there's there's some pretty tiny devices out there. Yes. There's some, there's some smaller devices out there that you can try and, or just don't, if they're in a smaller anatomy, you don't want to get the hugest sex toy to bring in. Cause that would be such a huge contrast, right? Allow them to kind of warm up to it and see, wow, I, it, this takes pressure off of me. This allows me to share so much more pleasure with my lover and for things to keep going. And then as your lover, she's having more and more pleasure and better orgasms, then she's going to want to have sex with you more often. So then that's a win-win for the male. So when they realize, Hey, this is helping me to have more pleasure and share more pleasure with my lover and not think about it as something they're competing with can be enhanced things so much, so powerfully. And I highly recommend that people add this into the bedroom and play an experiment. And this can also be a way to add extra sensations, like use it to even, let's say if it has a vibrating effect, well, on the male perineum, while you're, you know, lovemaking, you could add that and don't insert it any other places, but you could just massage the perineum with that vibrating sensation. And that could even heighten their experience. So you can be really creative with this and just again, sex exploration, I think is everything. And just adding this in and knowing this is just an extra like tool in my tool belt. And this is not something that I need to compare myself to or feel less confident in myself about, and just know that the way I show up and I show that I'm, I'm just about the pleasure and I'm letting my ego go. And I'm just about the pleasure I can experience and share with my lover. That is so sexy. Like the woman that you're with will find you so sexy that you're just open to exploring so many things. And you're not limiting what you two can experience based on, you know, the fact that, you know, you're like, oh, well, I'm not lasting as long. And then I will just say in here too, one of the things that I teach my male clients is how to have stamina last for hours in the bedroom. So they could even outlast any toy and give you a much deeper experience. But then again, toys are uh, toys are toys. Toys are always fun. So just add some, add some fun, add ways of experiencing, enhancing pleasure and just having that trust and them to see, yeah, like this is great. And I see how she's enjoying this, but this is no competition for who I am because I'm able to show up for her in ways 
that the toy will never be able to, because you have that human connection, you know, and I mm-hmm. want, and I, I want guys to know too, like I do on clubhouse as well. I always mention this in the rooms when we do host our sex rooms is that size doesn't matter for everyone. Okay. And you can pleasure your partner without being a ginormous size. So I <laughs> just wanted to throw that in there. I love that. My mother would always say, it's not the size of the ship. It's the motion in the ocean. There you go. (laughs) Okay. So I have to ask long-term relationships and sex. Uh, You know, a lot of cases people will say that intimacy might drop off over time or they get really comfortable in their relationships And a lot of people have sex less often. So how do you bring that spice back into a long-term relationship? You're going to want to do this by tapping into your dynamics of masculine and feminine energy. We all have a combination of both masculine and feminine energy. And what happens when we start cohabitating with our partners for a long time, we'll both either start to lean, lean more into our masculine energy or more into our feminine energy. And we start to be more like roommates instead of lovers. So imagine a battery has a positive negative charge on it. You need to have that opposite so that there's the spark. And so you also need to have the opposition of those energies. And it can be, you can be a female being in your masculine energy. And like, I could be a male in his feminine energy and you can play back and forth with that or same sex couples could go back and one could be masculine, one could be feminine, but that's where the desire is. That's how you tap into that. And that's something that I teach my clients with Tantra. I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, That's it for our show tonight, Joan. Unfortunately, I mean, we could sit here all day with you, Davida, and we're definitely going to have to have you back on. Um, So where can people learn more about you? If if people want to work with you, where, where can they do that? Oh, thank you so much. I love it. I'm all about Tantra is about taking your time. So we definitely could have a lot more time with this and they can find me through my website at yes, Tantra.com. And if you feel interested in working with me, you can request a complimentary discovery call with me. So we could see, make sure we're a good fit to work together. And then on social media channels, I'm just at yes, Tantra on clubhouse. Yes. Tantra Y E S T A N T R A. And then my YouTube channel is yes, Tantra as well. And so you can find me in those spaces. And I would love to have a conversation with you and see, you know, what would you like to experience with your lover and your in the bedroom? And how do you want to show up more passionately, not just in the bedroom, but in the world by how you're living your life. So those are thank you so much. And you know what, you Mm -hmm. come highly recommended by myself. I've heard her speak, I've heard her help people. She is the real deal. Joan, where can people learn more about you? On Instagram, Joan Kelly Walker official or my website, joankellywalker.com. And you can check me out on TikTok now. Yes, I'm loving TikTok. Official Laura Bellotta, as well on Instagram, official Laura Bellotta. The website, singleinthecity.ca. You know, and if you're looking to meet someone, this is the time. Our in-person events are back. Um, Thank you so much for, for joining us tonight and each and every week. Ciao for now.